Hello and welcome to a very, very special edition of House of Nako. What you're hearing in the background is the preparation on live stream of Lakewood Church on YouTube. And it is 8.23 p.m. and Mr. West is in the building. However, the... The anticipation and the turnout for this event at Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas, has been overwhelming. There's been reports that tickets were going up to $700. And this event is free, by the way. So scalping tickets has been high priority for many people. But the most important priority is hearing the message of God that is flowing through this young man, Mr. Kanye West. And I believe I'm witnessing history right now, even though the mainstream media is not going to bring you this perspective. But this is historic, y'all. I was just saying to uh, Mr. Clark Mountain, who's also here with us, to experience this historic moment. Jesus is King, a Sunday service experience at Lakewood Church. It's phenomenal, y'all. I would highly suggest if you have not watched the sermon this morning from Joel Osteen where he had a very inspirational talk. I would say it wasn't an interview. It was just two men kind of chatting. Like if they were actually having, if they drank, or let's say getting some coffee together, that's what it would have been like. Maybe a little less, um, okay, we're on a big stage talking to millions of people. It was a, a little bit of that. You could tell this is the most monumental thing that has happened in this church, Lakewood, uh, I would say, in terms of capacity and in terms of who has appeared to... It's not even a performance. It's a minister who has come to minister. And Lakewood is a huge church. The exact numbers, uh, I do not have at the top of my tongue, but we're talking huge. This actually, his church used to be the place where the Houston football team was it. (laughs) Houston Rockets, the Houston Astronauts, whatever the football team and Houston... This was their former place where they used to play. It was the Houston Astrodome. It is huge. When you see the aerial shots. Yes. (laughs) This place used to be where they used to play football, okay? In a huge stadium. I'm not talking about Friday night lights, like high school football stuff. This is like some major NFL, like no joke, no joke. So he pulls in many people every Sunday However, for it to be this much where people, no, no one's ever selling tickets to come to see Joe Osteen for $700, for $500, for any type of money. So you obviously know that Kanye West is bringing 
these people because of the message. There are many people, I'm sure, that are there for the celebrity of it all. But in the end, it's about his message. And as I was, <laughs> that was a, I was explaining that you should go on YouTube. It's available in so many places, but just Google, I mean, not Google, go on YouTube and type in Kanye West Lakewood Church and you'll see just the clips of the interview and, you know, take it in for yourself. I feel like it's a distraction to try and, you know, downgrade what this man is accomplishing by focusing on his past and focusing on saying, oh, I don't believe him and this is a gimmick and blah, blah, blah. I just feel like, I mean, what I'd love to hear what you have to say about that, Clark. I mean, no, I'm just saying about, I, I just feel like it's a waste of time. It's almost a distraction for you to focus on or people to try and focus on, oh, well, I don't believe Kanye because he sinned so much. I've seen people try to judge people. What do you... Do you have any thoughts about that? Have you seen that? Or if not, like, hearing that, what's your what's your response? All I'm saying is judge not. Unless ye be judged, right? That's right. Cast the first stone. It's like, come on, people. Like, who, who are we as human beings to sit there and try and look into the depths of another person's soul? It's not possible. You are listening to House of Nacos. So yeah, it's obvious that uh, this is, you know, it's going all in, I feel like. This is not like something he's just doing for marketing and then in a couple of weeks or months he's going to be like, just joking, this was just to make more albums. <laughs> and he's going to be like, clothes. back it up, back that up. I feel ass. like he's going pretty all in when you saw this earlier sermon from this thing that this is not just some joke thing or marketing thing this is some serious thing if you ask me and we did and I appreciate your commentary and I agree I mean especially after hearing him in depth if you're still going to be in doubt then you're going to be in doubt and that's okay God is a loving entity which has given us free will like nobody's forcing you to go with what this man is saying he is saying this is my journey this is what I'm doing but you know what I've noticed something that I feel like people become very threatened when like I feel like there's either a reaction of wanting to have what this person who's exuding this message or they're dealing with things in their own life and just don't understand why somebody is having freedom and having like this confidence you know so they immediately want to counter it that's the only thing that I can that makes sense to me as to why somebody would even think that you could have an opinion about what somebody else is doing in their life like what religious direction they're taking like that's a that's between that person and the god that they're serving like you can't be a part of that I mean, yeah but also 
he's such a famous person, so it's gonna get attention, whether or not he wants it. Yes. So I think he's doing a good thing. He's just coming out public with this. Yeah, I just feel like he's just sharing his journey. Like, if you don't agree, you don't have to. Like, this is not, that's the way life is. It's almost like, what I'm trying to say is, like, when people can't deal with what is going on in their own lives, it makes them feel threatened instead of feeling like, oh, I want to feel the freedom that he's expressing. It's more like coming at it like, ugh, he's so free and I'm so chained and I'm upset about that. And I feel like there's a lot of people who, who don't know how to get from feeling that way. And that's why they come out and attack it. That's my street side psychology way of looking at it. Because this dude recently, um, we just partnered and made connections with an amazing street artist legend by the name of, or his uh, artist name, so to speak that's a way to call it right is Jesus Saves and if you don't know about Jesus Saves you can definitely go to Google and do your research and you want to stay tuned for some of the Kanye uh, reactions to this whole weekend's events it wasn't just Lakewood service in Houston like him and Kim Kardashian West, let's make sure to shout out her whole name because Kanye ain't playing. He's like, that woman is Kim Kardashian West. So, yes, that's right. So they were in Houston, like, doing stuff. I'm sure maybe he's done other things that obviously mainstream news is not reporting, but I'm sure he's done other uh, constructive things while he's been in Houston, but the ones that have been publicized, he visited not one but two jails. His wife visited a inmate on death row in a Houston prison. Not sure if it was the same that Kanye went to, I'm sure they were, but... And he did Lakewood in the morning and is doing this in the evening. So... Again, uh, Clark, I know you wanted to jump in here, so... Uh, yeah, I have two things I want to say quickly before I forget them. Is uh, What you just talked about, um, Kanye West, right? Mm-hmm. And that I think he's pretty smart. He's probably one of the smartest when it comes to marketing I have ever seen. Yeah, he Because is, even yeah. this fact that he put in when Joel Austin said... Kim Kardashian and he was like whispering in his ears West even that you know that's gonna probably at least even if he doesn't get too much attention stuff like that will go viral like you know so he knows those small stuff yeah that's true and he also with telling this dude to let him you know uh, concentrate and whatever people I mean he's extremely smart when it comes to marketing I think it's very deep. It's like almost onboarding to crazy, but it's smart at the same time. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, that's why I think him and the 45th get along because they're very similar. He, Slatan Ibrahimovic is another public fi- figure oh, that yeah, has that <laughs> Can you imagine all the three of them together to be like, oh, let's let's do this. It's beautiful. This is perfect. Kind of be like, yeah. But now I want to <laughs> see a collaboration between Kanye and Slatan. That would be pretty interesting. Oh my gosh. I'm the best. No, I'm the best. I'm the world's best. I'm the world's best. I <laughs> mean, They'd be like slapping eyebrows. Yeah. But I also wanted to say something else. Yes. About how Kanye West comes out as public is interesting also because he could have very well gone more like, you know, but Justin Bieber, right? And yes. His, uh, what is that short called? Hillsong. Hillsong. Yeah. You know, that's more like he's not coming out public too much. It's like almost TMC is reporting, like, this is the short Justin goes to New York and he does some special things. But Kanye West takes it in, in his own hands and, like, do it more. This is, I'm in control of the story. Oh, yeah, exactly. Which is interesting. And it's so interesting you mentioned Justin Bieber because, folks, not only, I mean, this is a momentous thing that's going on. The live chat, I'm sure Instagram or Facebook Live, I don't know if they have shut off the comments on those pages, but on as of now, and we are 36 minutes into the hour of 8 on the Eastern Standard Time, but in Houston, yes, it has not started yet. So they're like, how many hours, minutes late are they now? 36. Man, I thought it was so many people, so they have to wait. Instagram at Kaush of Nako. But again, I think even delaying it like this is also smart advertising or marketing. Right. But it's probably true too that there's so many people, yeah. but this is just making it better More because it's going to be like yeah, man. Exactly. Man. So, as I was saying before, that the live chat comments have been disabled they were up I think they shut them off like a little bit after 8 but I was just combing through some of these comments and to piggyback on what Clark was mentioning about Justin Bieber oh we're gonna have to come back oh I was hearing some clapping I was like it's gonna start y'all um Someone in the comments wrote that Jay-Z next is going to be... And I mean, hey, if this, if it opens up Christ or anything in that matter, I feel like, not anything, but anything that is, like, good for your soul and your spirit, for anyone to take into their lives is a good thing. You know, so if Jay-Z were to be like, yeah, I'm going to have a relationship and with Christ and try to make my life better and, you know, not to compete with Kanye, but to improve his own life, then what's wrong with that? And I mean... I don't see anything wrong with it. No, I think it's good after all, even these superstars and celebrities, they're just humans too. They have the same issues and the same thoughts as everyone has. Exactly. That's all I wanted to say. I know, agreed. They're just on a 
lens where everyone is watching what you're doing and we in the general public don't have that now that's nothing to feel say oh feel sorry for them because the trade-off is that they get to live very luxurious you know lives and their money allows them to escape issues that fall upon well, the on behalf of our pastors Joe oh. Victoria it's starting, y'all. We'll catch up in the after, the after show. Stay tuned. You're listening to House of Nako. We're back for the second part, basically the reflections of what we just witnessed. The, wow. <laughs> the historic, the historic Jesus is King live version at Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. It just ended. It did start half an hour late, but even with the half hour, this was a performance that was over two hours and not one beat was missed in terms of energy and just power. I That choir, I'm telling you, the Sunday service choir, the director who directs them, I have to look up information about him. He was outstanding, phenomenal. These singers are above and beyond what I have ever seen, you know, in a performance type of setting or church setting or listened to, really. They were just, their voices, I mean, each and every one of them probably on their own is like a phenomenal, fantastic, like no one is mediocre in that group. Everyone was I felt like they didn't even need mics probably <laughs> it would have just carried through that whole huge auditorium I mean really after something like this it's like you have been through an experience so this is not going to be a very long uh, reflection because it's like we need to take time and let it marinate through us because you witnessed something you were there's no way if you were in that building or even you could feel it watching it on live or I mean live streaming on your phone on your computer whatever so being there the electricity must have just been something out of this world if you we would love to hear people's reactions who were actually there so feel free to drop our show producer Emma an email at Emma at houseofnaco.com if you would like to be on the show, because we are going to, throughout whenever the spirit, that's right, does move us to put together segments or episodes about the latest Kanye West project. The latest Kanye West project. Because he really is blazing trails and uh, creating this platform of innovation and um, 
I definitely feel like for those of you who are just like taking Jesus and God out of it, if you just want to witness new innovations in music even let the interest of music draw you to this like you say even just from a musical perspective i've never seen anything like it before you know it's like you know mixing gospel and hip-hop and electronic music but it's you know it's gonna change a lot uh, for music in the future, whether it comes to hip-hop or gospel, or, you know, it's, I feel like this was a historic moment to watch, even from a musical standpoint. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what you want to say. That's exactly what I was saying, and you said it even more eloquently, I believe. Thank you, Clark, for that. But yes, this was on all levels. Even if you want, if you're like, I'm not in it for Jesus or whatever, that's, you know, everybody has the right to believe what it is <laughs> that their heart believes or not. That's not the case. We're talking about the innovation and creativity within the music itself from classical to gospel straight up to uh you know different levels of um like rock and pop and and electronic we heard uh clark mentioned at a point where it was a house electronic vibe going on and kanye was um, what we believe he was DJing and mixing and his daughter was sitting next to him and singing along and she even was pressing one of the notes like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. But just that mix of all these different genres, like you just said, it opens up new doors and new opportunities for new artists and artists to think about in new ways. I mean, he set the bar, all the Christian musicians whether you have shown Kanye love or not you have watched this Sunday so he's done it before and other I mean he's been doing this for a while but this one was his opportunity to take it to a next level and he definitely yeah it makes you want to go and visit one of the Sunday services yourself if this is how it is exactly this was a moving experience you weren't at a performance you weren't at something that was just like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and like listen and try to, you know, do something. There's plenty of things where you want to have in the background and you're doing something else. This, our attention was into this for the two plus hours. Like I was, that's why this can't be that long because it's almost like your whole body has been through something. You feel like you need to go home and like stretch <laughs> and allow your spirit to just soak up what it what it was that you experienced and thank you Kanye thank you Sunday service choir y'all are some my goodness when like, is the musical coming that's my question well half answer not really it's soon because although it has not been released but was released today was that Kanye is doing a opera called Nebuchadnezzar who was one of these 
emperors or whatnot in Egypt. Nebuchadnezzar. Or wasn't he a king? He was some... Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Homeboy is doing an opera. And it's not like, oh, I'm doing an opera in the year 2021. He's doing it. It's They're selling tickets. It's going on like November 24th or something like that. I was like, he is on a roll. So like I said, we will continue this conversation because there will be more to talk about. This, I believe this was just the beginning for uh, this, not just Jesus is King and Kanye West. Like I said, you are going to see and a surge of people being open to accepting another way of thinking and being if someone like Kanye West who has been had such a public life and we've seen a lot with him we've seen how fame can I mean, he talked about this morning with Joel Osteen being in the hospital for having some type of mental breakdown and we all watch that we all see things on social media people talk on talk shows about stuff they think they know about your own life so this man has gone through stuff that we in the general public couldn't ever fathom and wouldn't want to fathom it either with that type of fame comes a lot that they don't want to show you because to the general population, they want us to always be chasing that. They want us to look at that fame and fortune and that celebrity as something that we can aspire to, but will never. And it's just the, the goal of life and they're living this like dream and everything is great. And obviously, it's not because, not just with Kanye West, but we've seen so many examples of people who had all the privilege and all the access to money and everything that is supposed to be what makes you happy in this world, but they're material things. And that happiness from those material things will fade and fade quickly. And you'll be searching for something else. You're so, you know, the next project, the next this, the next that, the next girlfriend, the next wife, the next house. And it never satisfies these people. And then when they end up hurting themselves or even, God forbid, killing themselves, we sit and wonder, like, oh, my God, but he had all this money and all this fans had a hot wife and blah, blah, blah. All those things don't matter. It's about, like, the soul, you know. And I feel like regardless... He was trying to get to our souls today, whether it was through the words, the music, like everything. And I mean, there's so many facets of what happened with this uh, experience at Lakewood that we could go on. But like I said, we need to let it marinate on ourselves. I mean, there's our so spirit. much to talk about. Like. <laughs> There is. You know, like the choreography and the creative direction of this whole show in itself. It was very well done, you know, from every little move to the lighting. To, there was so much that was very well. Even the guy who started with the spoken word talked like a oh. perfect sort of it. Yes. 
you know. And the fact that it wasn't all about Kanye West, he was pretty like in the background most of the time anyway. Very Which was very interesting. Even the lighting, it wasn't focused on any one particular person. It was more like... Uh, I noticed that, that even there were soloists in some of the songs, but they didn't focus on those people so that the camera would be focusing on them. Or, you know, the camera focused obviously on West, but the angles, especially taken from... You know. Are you thinking about Joe Lostin also? Yeah, I said we were going to talk about that, but we're just going to take a short break, gather our thoughts. We have to replenish, and we'll be right back to discuss that and take you out of this episode. But stay tuned. You are listening to House of Nako. So we're still here reflecting over what we've gone through. It's an experience. This was not a concert. This was not a performance. This was an experience. An experience where mind, body, soul is impacted, is affected. I don't care whether you're the most hardened of hearts. There's no way that you could have listened to that and watched that and not have been moved in some way and you know we've talked about so much but this part of the show or segment we're focusing on the creativity in the whole production from start to finish was you could tell very calculated whoever and I mean obviously Kanye was a part of that but there's I know he's working with an amazing team. You need to find out who these people are and give them the props that are due because everything was meticulous. You could tell um, Clark has had experience in seeing big, large-scale productions for award shows and performances. So from his perspective, to see how impressed he was, and I'd like for him to just talk about that from your experience no like i mentioned earlier here that i feel like the whole it was amazing from a perspective of it wasn't focusing on Kanye at all really you know it took it down to a human level with the lighting how they filmed even how joel austin was filmed when he was talking from this uh, perspective which gives it more of a you know human perspective and stuff yeah I think and you know like how they made the kid run through the crowd through, through the choir and I mean the choir is the main thing I would say when it comes to this whole thing how they made it into something I have never seen before you know it felt so powerful how they were just standing in the ring and like there was some filming from the roof and it felt very very like powerful very I feel like (laughs) he was also a little he paid homage to a lot of other artists like Stevie Wonder Um, there was Ty Tribbett and the GA Fellowship I think that's the name of his choir Uh, Jonathan Butler 
Scoot, that's when he did the This Is The Day. That is a, I mean, that's an old classic hymn if you've grown up in church, even, you know, whether, I think it's been translated probably in every country. So This Is The Day, but Jonathan Butler did a rendition with like a Caribbean vibe, like 2010 or something. And he had that in there. Like I said, he had the electronic, you know, part. The dancing was, I mean, the choreography here coordinated with the music. Like I said, these people are really tops. Kanye, I believe, like knows what he wants. He wants the best as he, in his mind, believes he's the best. And he wants to surround himself with people that are the best. And I believe that's how he chose the people. Everyone... In the choir, he, I'm sure, approved when they auditioned and to pull. So I think the result... I would love to have seen the audition for this or how he picked them. Did he travel around this country and watched gospel choir and they were like those two guys? I mean, he must have sent... This had to have been a process, but the process they did, kudos to them because your process works like these like I said are so I'm no like that's not my job to judge choirs or music but I'm just a huge fan of music and lover of music I try to you know do and produce my own music that's a whole other story um but I'm just saying that someone who spends time loving music and listening to all different types of genres, having an eclectic taste, like this, this was a musical experience, like I said, and like I said, the dancing, the placement, everything was calculated, yet gave, there was spontaneity in it, there was a time where, I'm not sure whose, whatever fault it was, but he missed a cue, I'm not sure what happened, but there was some glitch and he had to start a song over again like there and i saw him giving cues to the conductor to change something up i saw some singers like kind of look around when things change so the they're very connected like even though it's well scripted there were times where they had to go off script but you wouldn't ever notice it was like it was flawless in that regard I mean, of course, there will be people who will be like, Kanye can't sing and blah, 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 and try to diss him on that. I don't, don't think this was about Kanye's singing. Like, he... Yeah, I mean, I feel like... <laughs> you know, like... Come that on. almost made it more human, too. Yeah. That this is, like, you know, his inner feelings does come out. Even if he doesn't sing perfect, it's still the passion and the... Exactly, and God said to make a joyful noise, okay? And he's not saying to sing. God says, sing in perfect pitch, and that's what's always important. That's what's driven into our minds. And I think with performance, of course, you want to keep those standards. I'm not saying to throw those out the window. But this was more of like a ministering, as we've said throughout this broadcast, to your mind, body, and soul. So singing on key isn't really 
the point. It was about the feeling behind it, the message behind it. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost happy it didn't seem perfect because then it would have felt too production and too perfect and it wouldn't, you have lost the human. Too. Exactly. I think you said it best is that you could tell that this was a very well-organized machine and it was meticulous. However, it did give that humanness. There were these, like you said, his kids running through and things that you could... There was even a point towards the end, I forget what song they were doing, but they were, I'm sure, encouraged to just let everything out and it's at the end at this point and they're just giving you know, all their, this praise out and they were being physical. Some were on the floor, some were, you know, having their hands raised in just total work, like not even caring about where they are. Like I'm in the middle. It was like a certain, when they say Sunday service, it really was that. And like I said, the pre- you just, you just have to do yourself a favor and watch it. Yes, it's two and a half hours. Including, Break it up. Uh... The Hamilton guy, she watched it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yes. Kanye has raised the bar. Like, this little... What's his name? Um, Hamilton. Um, uh, what's his hyphenated name? Anyway. He has been, like, the golden boy of choirs and writing and giving ensembles. He watched this, and he's now like, oh, okay. I now have to raise my game up. Everyone in... Whether you're in the gospel Christian music sect or not, I think all musicians have been put on notice that this is a whole new experience of music. You want to get down with this? This is a future. And so, yes. Yeah, because it's more than music. Yeah. You are speaking to people's soul. And you could see the crowd was... I mean, the crowd was... People turned up for this more than they would turn up for any politician or any, you know, type... Like, this really was historic. So, a lot lot of people have been put on notice that people are coming... Yes, because a lot are coming for the celebrity part of it, but I believe most were coming because... They're being drawn. They're being something is bigger than them speaking to them and brought them to either to watch it online or to be there in person. And that's the power of it all. And Kanye is saying that power doesn't belong to him, that it's a higher power. www.houseofnackle.com Yes, so Joel Osteen is no stranger to the public I mean, and the I'm, press. I've and seen his Colgate smile since the last 15 years at least. I've seen it in airports. You see his face at every single book usually. Exactly. So yeah, I can imagine he get a lot of critique for a lot of things over the years and you know this whole thing I felt like it was a little bit of his revenge he got his own platform to defend himself against his critiques yeah I 
I agree with that. I I mean, it's funny the way you titled it his revenge, but I do believe it's his it was he took a moment that was not planned. They said that they did not plan for him to speak tonight. I was shocked that he got up there and I just thought he was gonna say like just a quick hi and then get right back to it. But it seems like he spoke for like half an hour. Um, um, what he said was very he was doing very well till how he started the story and then Oh yes. I think all his years of and that's his strong suit. Like the interview or questions with Kanye He's not an interviewer or a journalist, you know, so that part wasn't as natural to him. But what is, is his storytelling and his relatability, which is, as you learn from his story, I believe what his father saw in him. And it really, I think that even if you had been critical of Joel... And there, he got a lot of critics with this past hurricane that happened. And he wasn't trying to let people into the space to use it as a, um, basically as a shelter. Which, I mean, you can get into, like, the intricacies of that. But just from a neutral perspective, we don't know what the inner workings of that would entail. We, from the outside, could be like, oh, just why didn't he just, like, let them use it? He's horrible for not doing it in the beginning. But I feel like, especially with a property of that size, it's not just something that you can, you know, do like that. Perhaps there was... When you go through insurance policies and all this, there's stuff that we don't know. We don't know, like what would have led him to say no like that and for us to judge and think that he's some horrible type of person without knowing the full story that's not fair but and that maybe that incident has changed his life too maybe it would look different today yeah exactly maybe that was uh... an eye opener for him maybe he was just thinking about the I mean, because he is a pastor first and he has a responsibility to the parish and let using it as a shelter isn't what it was designed for. And perhaps he was just thinking about, oh, the building, whatever, not think. I don't know. But the fact is, I like that point is that sometimes people act like you don't have that people that we all don't make mistakes and you have the opportunity to learn from your mistakes or things that you could have done better if we all have had the opportunity to go back in time there are all things that we would change to try and make the situation better so it's but that's exactly what he was talking about too yeah with this dad dying and stuff even if that was something horrible and led to you know without that he wouldn't have been where he is today so exactly I think it made him more related. So I was saying, even if you were a critic of him, hearing his story, kind of how he got in there, like he didn't grow up in this huge Astrodome and grow up with all this money. Oh, he wasn't born inside this stadium. No, I mean, people think that he started off in that space. Like they were in a smaller, you know, church. So it was good that he told 
his meager beginning story and how it grew into something and how he wasn't even trying to do this from the beginning. You know, like, it's not like his son now that's being groomed, you know, to probably take his father's place or have some big ministry. He wanted to stay behind the scenes. And I think that allowed people to get to know him more on a personal level. And then when he actually was like, okay, let me take this opportunity to talk about the fact that, um, yeah, (laughs) I do read those things sometimes. And some of y'all really don't like me. Okay. Like, all right, but I'm just trying to like do this and how that can affect you. And Kanye talks about that in his song, um, Hands On. Featuring Fred Hammond. I wish they had done that song, but they probably needed Fred Hammond. Or I think this choir could have done it. But anyway, in that song on the actual Jesus is King album, Kanye makes it very clear how he feels. And it's not, you don't get the sense from that song that he's holding on to bitterness, but he is going to tell you that there were a lot of people in the Christian community that were not feeling him when he was first talking about this album and but that he understood where the criticism was coming from but he he describes in that song how it made him feel and those lyrics he is saying i mean i'm not i'm paraphrasing but he's saying there's this one part of the song where he's saying it, it makes you feel alone makes you feel so sad makes you feel like he was very artists are sensitive people i Remember, there's an Erica Badu song where she's saying in the beginning that artists are sensitive about their stuff. And I think it's very true. There's a lot of creative, creative people who are extremely sensitive. You have to be vulnerable in order to create something, I believe. So he was affected by it. And a lot of people sit behind social media and they get in their 140 characters and they're like, oh, so-and-so is this and you know, calling people names and thinking they're fun. Oh, how can I be so creative to diss someone in 140 characters? And you're not knowing that you're actually trying to, you know, it like to hurt someone. And sometimes many people don't even read them, so they don't know. But the people that do, that is going to, you know, hurt them. But, and Joel talked about that, but he talked about rising above it, that you can't, allow yourself and they're not the only people it's not just celebrities that have to go through stuff like that do you know how many people are in these petty fight like at schools and at work situations where people are talking about you and people are jealous of you and people go through stuff like this and I think it was great for them to address it to say that you can't live up to someone's like perceptions of you and stop trying to basically live and be somebody else you can only you know be yourself and God created you for a purpose and basically let God fight your battles and you don't have to get into all this you know like why don't you like me and blah 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 and he was very real when he said I'm talking about Joel Osteen when he said that you know he didn't get into it too deep but he was saying he's somebody that wants everyone to like him so, in especially in the beginning, 
when, you know, people are like, ah, <laughs> who are you think you are trying to pastor this big church and blah, blah, blah. He was probably like, but I'm just trying, I'm just trying to teach the world like my daddy did. But he's also teaching that he's human and that he did feel a certain type of way when he used to catch heat or catch, you know, someone's hateful comments or, you know, whatever, but that you can either let yourself dwell on that and then talk yourself down or you can know that as long as you have your relationship right with your higher power, that it's all good and basically it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Right? That was right. And again, the filming of Joe Austin was perfect. Yes. If you watch it, you're going to see most of it, I think, maybe all of it is filmed from one camera down by his feet, basically. Yeah. You should usually never see a pastor that kind of perspective, so it gives a very unique perspective from a, that perspective. Yes. Yes, that's a very good, and that goes back to what we said in the previous segment about the calculated choreography, the placement, the production, everything was done meticulously to give off a certain feeling and emotion, and what they did with Joel was humanizing him and letting people know that he is a human being, that you know, he is coming from this, he's not perfect person, but he's kind, and I really, one more thing about Joel is like, I also like that he addressed probably, he, he was, like you said, it is like a, it's not revenge, but it was a, the right word is your, your platform to speak your peace almost. And, and during his his own regular Sunday service isn't the time for that. It would have seemed very strange if he's like, I'm going to do a sermon about like how y'all been <laughs> talking about me. and what. I mean, he couldn't really do that. This was the perfect time, and he took it. I thought it was perfectly well done. But he also addressed critics of his coming from within the Christian community that accuse him of not being a traditional, you know, pastor and talking about the fire and the brimstone and y'all going to hell if y'all don't act a certain way. He said that when God spoke to him, he told him to be himself and to encourage people and to be there, you know, to probably focus on people who are either new to faith or, you know, encouraging people who... Who, who need it, whether they are believers or not. And I feel like that's what he said he has been, in his heart, knows that he's been in that, uh, placed there for that reason. And basically, that's what's up, people who criticize me for not, you know, standing there with my Bible being like, and then the flames will come. And the flames, and God hates these type of things and people, and you all, and the money, <laughs> and all of that. I mean, so I agree with Clark that this was uh, Joel Osteen's moment to kind of 
take the mic to have his piece to explain where he's coming from, explain his whole, how he even got to be pastor of this church and try to humanize with you and say like, hey, this is just what I'm doing here. If you're interested in learning more and feeling good about life and love and come on here and join me. And he said, even in the beginning, you know, if you're new to this, give us a year. Like, even if you don't even live here or whatever, like now through social media, through the internet, you can be there without even physically being there. So it was a win-win for everybody involved. This morning you saw (laughs) the whole Texas government was up in that church today like what's up everybody vote for me (laughs) i mean they were like look we're gonna take this opportunity houston something very electrifying happened there today and i believe around the world in the live chat which was disabled for the show i saw people from i think i saw namibia someone said they were representing from namibia that was some Indian country, Indian country. I mean, I think it was someone from India. Um, and NYC, I saw people from around the world. This was a global experience. And I believe the first of many that we're going to see from Mr. West. He also took a point. I'm about to end, but then I think of something else. He also took a point to shout out this Rodney Reed, who is a prisoner up for execution, I believe, I think they said Wednesday, if the government... Oh, actually, and that's also probably a good thing that the Texas uh, officials were in there, too. I mean, hopefully they're going... This governor is going to see that if the representative Sheila, Sheila Jackson Lee, and they said the governor was... I mean, what wasn't the governor... So he's the one that has to pardon this uh, man who claims that he's innocent. I have not even looked into this man's case at all, but I do this know. Future episode. Yeah, <laughs> future episode. But we do believe here at this show that there should be no one who is innocent locked up and under those type of conditions. So if that truly is the case. Of course, we stand behind truth and stand behind justice. But for Mr. West to take time out and like just slip that in, you know, shout out to Robert uh, Rodney Reed's family. That was sending a lot and sending a message. So, you know, we'll definitely be watching for the latest news out of Texas because one thing about Texas, the South in particular, the Texas executes people men women they don't care they probably would execute a child if the child was up on trial they'd be like what what'd you do you did it get in the death row they don't play with their executions but but if Connor can change so can Texas (laughs) that's right so uh stay tuned for future developments on that story and more innovation innovative moves in the culture of music. I'm looking forward to it. We know that you are. And thanks for listening to this episode. More from us soon.